Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Hello and welcome back to the Staying Woke podcast, episode six, with myself, Yusuf, aka Conscious Rhymes, and Ashraf, aka. There's no AKA in Ashraf. It's just Ashraf. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. We are finally back with another episode. It's been a, a long time coming. Uh, we had a big, very big break after our first episode. And then now we've had another big break after our fifth episode. <laughs> so yeah. we haven't been very consistent with it. But, you know, we're back. Episode six, the revival, part two, part three, wherever it is. Yes, let's do it. Should we, should we explain why we were gone for so long, Yusuf? Or should yeah. we just pretend like yeah, it never happened? <laughs> you know what? We could pretend like it never happened, but then people would get upset because they want explanations. People want answers. Why were you away yeah. for so long? Why were you not giving us positive, meaningful content. Yeah. <laughs> so basically not. that, we was just busy, innit? We just got busy. <laughs> we got a bit lazy. <laughs> but mainly busy. Uh, alhamdulillah, you know what? It's been, it's been a good year. We were saying before about how it's, it's, it's actually been, I think it's a good thing that we took a year out, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think um, over the, the year that we've been away, alhamdulillah, a lot of, a lot of experiences have been experienced by myself and yourself. We've learned a lot. Um, so we're only going to come back, inshallah, and produce better content, more insightful content, more, like we like, like, we like to say, thought-provoking content. So that's what to look forward to, inshallah. With time, you can only, you can, I mean, if you use your time wisely, but with time, you can only become wiser. So I think, inshallah, we've, we've you know, we've taken time off, but then we've grown in our own, ways in our own in our, in our thought processes as well so inshallah we can bring you more meaningful more thought-provoking content inshallah and um i think that leads very nicely into the fact that we took time out to focus on ourselves and we have just had the entire world had has been forced to take some time out to focus on themselves in Asha. yeah definitely well it's, it's not news to everyone to anyone now but with this corona situation, you know, like you said, everyone, everyone who didn't want to think beforehand or try to avoid thinking in, in different ways by maybe um, filling their time with continuous uh, motives or whatever it was, has been in some way, shape or form forced to think now, now that the coronavirus or COVID-19, if you like to be technical, um, lockdown or partial lockdown in the UK has been implemented everyone's been forced to at least consider or think about some aspects of life differently or in a way they haven't uh, before. So, um, for example, like I was saying to you before, like, uh, because the thing is, me and Yusuf speak all the time. We always have convos. We just decide to record them when we do podcasts. <laughs> and uh, like I was and saying... We're, we're friends outside of Stay Woke, yeah? It's, it's not just like a, a fake friendship here, okay? Yeah, friendship for the camera. It's not that, alhamdulillah. <laughs> So what, what I was saying to, to, to Yusuf and just something I was thinking about, which is based on what I've seen, is that people, have, people are becoming more appreciative of, of, of things they took for, for granted beforehand. Such as a, 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 a plate of food or shelter or a family that's healthy and got enough wealth to sustain itself. Um, people are becoming appreciative of the fact that they have... Um, so things... Things which have been taken for, for granted beforehand, alhamdulillah, Muslims, Muslims are starting to appreciate, 
appreciate those things and finally appreciate how valuable they are, that those necessities are, are what's, what's essential to life. And through that, people are becoming more, you could say, kind of satisfied with just the simple things. Not, now they know that they don't need to, you know, spend a, an extravagant amount of money on, on, on buying luxuries to feel happy. You know, having a family and, and, and certain necessities at hand is enough to be satisfied and you know move forward and do other things so i think that's definitely something that the majority if not all people have come to realize or at least are in the process of coming to realize what do you think about that yeah, do you, would you agree yeah 100 percent, man because obviously like the whole world whether you're muslim non-muslim as you said has been forced to folk uh, has been forced to have a reminder of death constantly because there's been so much death around us and this whole situation has really uh Im- for those who would like to think, you know, obviously, as we know, Allah SWT in the Quran, he talks a lot about um, challenging the thoughts of people and, and, and making you think about things. But he also, also always says in there, for those who actually do think, you know, for those who actually do use their minds and, and use the aql that Allah SWT gave them, they're, they're the ones who are going to be successful. They're the ones who are actually going to come to conclusions, right? So for, I think for this situation, because of the, the way that things have been crafted, because of the fact that now we have, uh, we've been isolated, we've have, we have a lot of time at home, I reckon that a lot of people have been forced to think, you know, and they've been given that time to actually do so, to 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 break away from the monotony and like the the busyness of daily life because we live quite day we live quite busy lives, you know, especially in the West. You're 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 constantly on the go. It's always about the next thing that's happening, the next thing that's happening there, the next thing that's happening there. Do you know what I mean? So it it, it doesn't give you a lot of time to to reflect, to think about yourself. You know, you you work so much and you work so hard and then you come home and you you're so tired of things so you don't have time to really reflect and just think about things and like you know deep things and whatever it is and, and, and then and then make those positive changes in yourself from deep in things so um yeah having this situation where you've just had like three four months of just everything just stopped life has just stopped as we as we previously were living it I think inshallah it should have given a lot of people. It definitely gave me and I think yourself as well some more time to think. Yeah, alhamdulillah, definitely. I can can see that within a lot of uh, people that I speak to, that being Muslims and non-Muslims, and something which um, kind of stuck with me is that a lot of a lot of or myself at least, a lot of people have this have this thought within them. That if only I had time, I would do this. If only I had time, you know, I'd be at this point of uh, understanding a certain subject. Let's say, if only I had time, I'd spend time with my with my with my wife, with my dad, with my whatever, whoever it is. And Subhanallah, I was thinking, like, this is this is a test from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to show mm. if you truly meant that or not. Because hey, guess what? Now you have time. And I'm talking about things which are doable, of course, within the remit of, of the COVID-19 situation. For example, seeing your parents, for example, taking care of whoever it is you have to take care of. A lot of people always say to themselves that if only I had time to do such thing, I would do it. SubhanAllah, now you have time. So now if you don't do those things that you know you're supposed to do, a simple example for Muslims could be Quran. Everyone, 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 not everyone, but a lot of people uh, sometimes can make uh, the excuse that, look, there's not enough time within the day. Uh, we don't get enough time to, 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 to ponder over the Quran. But now you have time. So what, what, what are you doing with it? And alhamdulillah, a lot of people have taken advantage of it. 
But if anyone hasn't, then it should really make us question ourselves as to whether time was the issue or whether our, 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 our take on, on, on our priorities or our time management or whatever issue it is, is actually what's, what's causing us to neglect certain aspects of our life and not just time. Yeah, you know what? Two things I have to say about that. Um, regarding time, subhanAllah, it's put into perspective how much time, even actually before we did have, you know, because it's not like the amount of time in the day is just gone. We have the same amount of time you know, about the ways that we're using it. And I think it's put into perspective for a lot of people the ways that they're maybe wasting their time. Uh, um, because now you, you've got an abundance of it, you're able to be more appreciative of it. And, and that's the second point as well, is that, I think we generally have become a much more appreciative. I mean, look, I'm saying generally. I don't. I don't know everyone's situations and everyone's thoughts. But I'm saying for us, and I, and I feel like for a lot of people, uh, inshallah, if they did take this time and they are taking this time and and, and, they're, and they're really pondering that they can become more appreciative. You know, like for example, even even the fact that you know they always say uh, you don't you don't you don't really appreciate something until it's taken away from you. Well, a lot of people have had the you know their families taken away from them in terms of like they haven't been able to meet them so often or maybe they've lost them you know uh, and and you do become more appreciative of it then you know you're forced to become more appreciative of it and inshallah that's made us align our thoughts we're not just being appreciative but being grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all the time that he's given us all the blessings that he's given us with regards to our family with regards to the, the provisions that we have and even as you were saying before like being more content with a more simple simple lifestyle you know not not going out every day for for you know doing this and that whatever you're doing going for meals or you know what you know what i mean not seeing your friends every day or whatever it is you know what i mean spending more time with your family it should be more pe people more appreciative and um alhamdulillah actually something that i wanted to say as well is that obviously you know we just had ramadan has just gone by and it's been a very special ramadan i found from my conversations with a lot of people that generally people have just said that this, this Ramadan has been the best Ramadan for them. And I, and I feel very similar. You know, this, this has been a Ramadan where I've really been able to connect with myself, uh, where some previous Ramadans, you know, I, I want to I have certain goals. I want to do things in it. I want to be reflective. I want to connect with myself. And then I find myself just losing it, everything, you know, because of because I'm constantly busy, because I'm doing this, I'm doing that, you know. But a nice thing that I found is that having... Uh, because everyone is at home and, and because we have more time in the day and everything as well, um, I was able to actually connect with my community a lot more, you know. Um, alhamdulillah, we, 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 I ended up cooking a lot for my neighbours and, and sending food around to them on multiple occasions. And, and in that, uh, they sent around a lot of food to us as well, which was a massive blessing. You know, in Ramadan, I think we only cooked five times in the entire Ramadan because every wow. single day, yeah, trust me, boy, it was mad. Every single day, I had food from at least one neighbor. Yeah, it's it's crazy, subhanAllah. And and that's a blessing, you know. Like there's there's a hadith that says that it, the the one who feeds a fasting person, they get the reward of the fasting person. You know, like so they get a reward for their fast as well. So it's like mm. imagine the amount of reward that alhamdulillah my neighbors were getting by feeding us, and then alhamdulillah my family were getting by feeding them as well. It enabled us to connect a lot more with our neighbours, with our neighbourhood and our community. And that's such an important thing, you know. As Muslims, we, we, we need to be knowing the affairs of our, our community, of the people around us, you know. We, 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 we don't think... live in isolation from each other. We, we're a very yeah. connected ummah, 
you know, and we, and we should be more connected, especially with our neighbours and everything. And so, like, for me personally, I found that, alhamdulillah, Ramadan and isolation and lockdown was, was very, very blessed. I think definitely within the same um, line that community connection has definitely grown stronger. I mean, I don't know how it is in every community, but I can definitely say in the community um, I live in, uh, the only connection point or unifying point you could say was was the mosque. And even that, it was only for prayer. So with this, subhanAllah, it's, it's really an interesting point. With this uh, lockdown and especially Ramadan, a lot more is happening in a, in a unified way. A lot more, um, you could say, like you said, meal sharing. That never used to happen before. You know, I like Asian food, but I'm not Asian, so I don't get it. But bro, I was getting Asian food. So, <laughs> alhamdulillah, that's, that's hey, something that... Hey, listen, listen, listen. You, you, you agree it's the best cuisine now, yeah? Punjabi well, cuisine is the best cuisine, yeah? It, it, it's, it's, it's gone up in the rankings, but I'm not sure if it's at it's the top few just yet. <laughs> but subhanAllah, that, that, that you mentioned it now, it's, it's definitely been evident in, in, in my life or in my reality. But now that you've put it into words, you appreciate even more now. You think, subhanAllah, the, the, the community has come together in to, to, to actually represent what a community is supposed to do. Because a community doesn't just mean that you come together and pray together. Sure, that's one, one part of it. But there's much more to it because there's not just prayer to life. There, there are many issues within life which need to be um, dealt with together rather than alone. Um, and subhanAllah, I even had brothers um, open up to me about things which I never thought they would open up to me about because they've had so much to think, so much time to think about, about things. Brothers were opening up to me about depression, about how they feel that they've never had a connection with Allah and it's only now that they feel they need it because they haven't got anything to cover it with. There's nothing to, to fill the time. And now the, 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 true, the true need is, is or, or the true, um, kind you could say, the, the, the instinct of, of reverence is really kicking in. It wants Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, to, to fill it. But if you haven't been doing that for, for, for a long time and the, the lockdown happens, you will realize it. And that's what's happened, subhanAllah, within, within kind of my circle of, of people is that people have opened up and said, like, subhanAllah, it's, it's, it's time to kind of attach to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and really keep maintain that bond, maintain that or revive that bond at least. I know I, I might have confused it a little bit with my wording. But the point is that, that it, this time of, of lockdown and Ramadan being together, that's like two, two gems in one. Because there's a lot of negatives. There's a lot of negatives that, that came with the, the, this lockdown. And to draw a positive out of it, why not? Which is that spend time with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and really build that bond with your community and with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. Alhamdulillah. Um, you know, it reminded me of a quote. I read once, which was um, it was a little story. Uh, I'm not sure if it's true or not, but the, the moral of the story is what's important, yeah. And there was this guy who was who was speeding down a road, yeah. Uh, but and there was a disabled boy who was on the side, okay. And um, the disabled boy needed a ride because he couldn't get anywhere because he was in the wheelchair, wherever it was, okay. So he could, he couldn't get anywhere. And this guy and and, and one car sped past really fast, okay. And then another car sped past really fast and, and he, he tried to call him out, but because it sped past so fast, they, they didn't stop for him, all right? The third car is speeding down the road fast and he saw it coming from, from, from the end of the road. 
So he picked up a brick and he threw it. And as the car came past, it hit the, the brick hit the window. Now the driver gets out and he's all angry and he's like, what are you doing? Why did you hit my car? You know, you broke my window and stuff like that. And the boy said like, you know, I needed a lift in it, but no one would stop for me. You know, no, no, no one would come and help me or something. Or maybe he fell off his wheelchair, something like that. I can't remember the exact story. But the, basically the moral of the story was, and the guy realized, subhanAllah, what happened in, in that moral of that story was that he was rushing through life so fast that he neglects, he neglects the needs of others. Yeah, and he neglects the needs of the people around him that he that he that is important for him to be uh, on top of and important for him to actually understand. And you know, uh, there's, there's a there's a hadith where Prophet said that um, if you ease the affairs of your brother, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will ease the affairs of ease one of your affairs on their judgment, which is quite a powerful concept, you know. So so it's quite very really important for us to be easing the affairs of our brothers and to be understanding their problems and then fixing them you know helping them fix them in, in, in the ways that we can so it sometimes you're traveling through life so fast you need that brick to be thrown at you to be to to, to then stop and i think this coronavirus it, it made the whole world stop yeah imagine the whole world was that car just traveling and the brick has hit the world now with the coronavirus and um it's made us all stop and it's made us all forced to be more, more more effective and inshallah for some of us to be um, more involved in our communities as well and so as you said you know the, the, the masjid is not just a place for salah but we've people are feeling that detachment from the masjid right because they want to pray salah in the masjid but then in that it's forced people to really regain what the masjid was about the masjid was always about a, uh, it should have been always about a centralized place for your community to come to with their with, with their affairs, to feel respite within, and um, and and to and to be a community together, you know. So alhamdulillah, with with all of this, there's a lot. Some some people can look at this stuff and take negatives from it, but there is a lot of positives to take from this whole situation. Yeah, subhanallah. I think it's also important that we we try to. To maintain some of the things we pick up in this in this period of of lockdown. Uh, why I say that is because naturally, when when or if things get back to normal, inshallah, it will be it, it will be more difficult to do the same or do the or, or maintain the same kind of routine we had with with the lockdown because obviously we have more time now than we would have um, in normal times. Assuming that people go back to work, go back to school, go back to college. So I think it's it's worth just putting a simple plan of how to maintain some of the things which are positive that you've picked up or we've picked up in the, in the, in this period, because when things get back to normal, the wheel will spin faster, and you don't want to lose some of the the the, the beautiful things you've picked up within this period. Maybe um, maybe reading, maybe la uh, and whatever it is, maybe praying the night prayer. Whatever is you picked up or I picked up, I think that it's worth planning or thinking about how to maintain it in a normal day-to-day -day situation. Because when the wheel spins faster, like I said, it will, you know, it might, it might, it might, it might, might be the case that we lose some of those habits, lose some of those things we picked up because we don't have the same reality. Mm. You know, I, I've got a hamster recently. I haven't told you about this. So we, we, we got a hamster. Snapped me, it's yeah. tiny. It's tiny, like this, this big. Oh yeah, I just snapped you. Anyway. Um, he's really cute, but he's a baby, and so he doesn't. He's still learning about life. He's still learning about, you know, his little home. 
but he has all of these little hamster wheels and he has this like thing which like he runs on like this yeah but it's a bit flat and when he was younger yeah when he was like a few weeks old he was running on this thing he'd run on it so so fast that his legs couldn't keep up with the momentum of the spinning disc and he'd and he'd fly off of it and he'd keep doing that now he's, he's learned from it a little bit and, he, and, he, and he's not running, falling off so much that like he's taking it a bit slower but he was going so fast and, and, and it made me think of what you were saying about the way that life can come see we we've, we've experienced a, a, almost a standstill in just life so when things start going back to normal again when, when we start going back to work and we start going back to school and everything like that and we start finding us our lives becoming a lot busier we don't want to be like the hand like my, my hamster right and, and we be running on the wheel and the wheel's going faster and faster and faster and so fast that our legs can't keep up with it you know the this period is is taught me a lot you know in terms of just being more appreciative of things and, and being more caring to the people around me as well you know in my household just just being more caring to, to the situations of others, you know, because the fact that as well, a lot of people will experience this as well, the fact that you're in your household with your family the whole time, you know, all day, every day, that can make anyone sick, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That can make anyone go crazy because at the end of the day, like you're with, you're with anyone for that long, it, it, it can be quite difficult, but it's, it, it can teach you a lot of patience, it can teach you a lot with regards to... Um, being more caring and thinking about other people's in your households, like the way that they're, that they're doing things and like just, uh, you know, preparing things for them before they even think about it, you know, before they even ask you for it and whatever, you know, just being that dutiful, it just makes someone happier and it, and it can uh, quash a lot of like things that they might be doing later on, like, you know, getting angry or getting frustrated or getting agitated or getting tired or whatever, you know? So I think even when it comes to like, you know, when, when, when life starts spinning very fast again, I think it's important for us to not lose these habits that we're building now with regards to being more caring for each other and just uh, being mm. more patient with your family. And um, and take that to wider life as well. Become a more patient person in general. Yeah. That reminds me of, uh, of, of a hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu where he says... Um, he says, do of actions as much as you can, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't stop giving, doesn't stop rewarding until you stop doing. And subhanAllah, now that you've said that, it makes me feel as if if I was to stop doing the actions that I've picked up um, within this period, then who's to lose out? It's only me. Because let's not forget, patience itself is rewardable, you know. Picking up a habit of helping out, helping out in, in the household or being more um, open or voluntary to help, that's so rewardable and done within the right in, within, with the right intention. So that's made me think that if, if I drop some of these habits that I've picked up within this period, then who's really losing out? As the Prophet said, it's only when I stop doing that Allah stops giving. And I don't want Allah to stop giving. So inshallah, that's, that, that's a good way to yeah. kind of revolve your your actions around that it's it's you who who, who decides whether Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inshallah with his mercy after his mercy and, and his will whether he rewards you or not because it's actions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes to see for his sake alhamdulillah man you know I've always I talk about it a lot but I, you know, I think that adopting a mindset of gratitude is the most important thing for any any Muslims because 
once you're truly grateful for everything, even the littlest things and the biggest things, then that influences all of your other actions, that influences your thoughts and the way that you can think about all your situations and everything. And it makes you a better person, inshallah. And so I think that this period should really teach us that gratitude, should really teach us to be more appreciative of just everything around us and um, and inshallah that will influence us in better ways. Um, I always talk to you as well about something. During, during this period, me and my parents, we discovered, uh, it came out a few years ago, but we discovered um, the Omar series. It's like, a, have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've seen it? You watched it all? No, not watched it all, but I've seen bits of it. Okay, it's pretty good, man. You should watch it. I, I, I recommend anyone should watch it. Um, but it's made us really reconnect with the Sira, you know, it made us allow, allow us to visualize a lot of this, the, the, the Sira and, 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 and have that connection with it and understand that, that time. And I wanted to talk to you because I wanted to talk to you about. Um, like how important it is for us to not just only have an understanding of the Sira, but to contextualize it for the modern day, you know, because mm. Prophet ﷺ came to us as a mercy to mankind. He came to us as a guide to how we should live our lives, to how we should make every decision that we make and, and, and the ways in which we should do everything, right? But we find sometimes that we, we are disconnected from the Sira, we're disconnected from his life because we don't have a, we don't, we don't know how, that relates to not modern day. That was 1400 years ago. It was a different society, you know? So mm. what do you think about that, like contextualizing this era? I think, Subhan, I think that that's, that's a really important and beautiful topic to talk about. Because as everyone knows, as all Muslims know, the Quran and the, the Sunnah and the Sira within the Sunnah, they are, they are our, our you could say, uh, bread and butter. That's, that's our everyday reference for what we do. But we do see that today, for, uh, today, for instance, there is a, there's a, there's a disconnection between us. And I say us, and I don't mean everyone, I'm just saying that there's, there is um, generally, so there's no need to take offense if anyone's, <laughs> I'm not saying anyone's disconnected, but I'm just saying, between the, 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 the Sira, let's say, for example, and today's reality, and I don't think that, 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 that there's an issue with the, with the Sira being what it is. I think what, what makes a difference is how the Sira is, is presented. And I'll give an example which, is, which will make things clearer. It might, it might seem in isolation, but it will make clearer later on. It's, for example, grammar. Now, when people learn Arabic, there's levels, okay? And what some of the later stages of Arabic is going through a poem by uh, uh, Ibn Malik. It's called the, in Arabic. It's called Al Fiyat Ibn Malik, the, the thousand word, the thousand line poem. It's around a thousand and a bit, but it's around a thousand line poem. Now Ibn Malik done that so that the people do not lose connection with the language of Islam, Arabic. So people are aware of the grammar of it and the nah rules, etc. What, Imam, what, what Ibn, Ibn Malik done is he realized that there's a trend within uh, the society he lived in, which is poetry. People like poetry. So he used that to his advantage and he made uh, a thousand word, a thousand line poem, sorry, about the, the, the rules and grammar of the language of, of, of Islam. And guess what? People started to reconnect with the Arabic language through that because the issue wasn't Arabic. People know Arabic is important. It's how you deliver it. 
is how you teach it to the people. Mm. And that's what made Ibn Malik really special because he realized people like something, I'm going to give it to them in their own flavor. Mm. And people didn't, they didn't reject it or didn't <laughs> deny it. Actually, it's still used today. And I think that the, something that maybe I, I don't, I'm not really a fan of is that people don't take the thinking of, of scholars like Ibn Malik. They take the, the product he produces. They took his, his poem and not his thinking. He thought that my society, the people around me enjoy poetry, but don't enjoy so much reading 10 books on grammar. So let me make a poem which includes all the rules of grammar. And that's what's lacking today in, 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 in our reality, in, in a sense, is that the thinking to be creative with Islam. You know, thinking yeah. to, to make Islam come in a, in a way that, you know, no one's seen before. Not, 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 yeah, not to yeah. add anything to it, but it's about, it's about no, presenting no, it in a, in, in a new way. Yeah, I think that's such, a, such an important point is that essentially the dawah, right, of, of, of the way that we spread the word of Islam and teach and teach Islam to everyone, Muslims and non-Muslims, I feel like a lot of the time it is stuck in the past, you know, it's stuck in, in a different society, in a different reality, and so we don't have a connection with it, you know, we, we feel disconnected, and so for example, that does, that, that's, an issue, that's an issue because, let's say for example, when, when we go to, the, to, to, to buy something, or when we go to do this and do that, or we, or we, even for example, in the way that we treat our neighbours, right, we can we can tend to adopt the thinking and the influence of the society that we live in as to how we should act in those ways, right? But we then, we then, we don't have, because we don't have that appreciation or that understanding of the way that the Prophet ﷺ would be in those particular situations in, in his society, contextualized for our society, right? Then we don't have a, a uh, we don't have a, what's, what's the word? got the word we don't we don't have like a, a reference that's the word <laughs> we don't have a reference right as to how we should be acting so then we start thinking we start adopting the values of our society as to how we should do that so then maybe we can become very isolated from our neighbors maybe we can become very isolated mm-hmm. from the rest of our family we start break, breaking the ties of kin unknowingly even to us because we're just thinking you know, we're just doing what we're doing or maybe we we, we start to practice in 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 business but like we, we we do it in in ways which are you know they're, they're not really good like in terms of you know that you're not you're not honoring the rights of the different people within the business you you might be unknowingly cheating someone but like it's okay in the society to be doing that and it's, it's not seen as a bad thing but you know like islamically you're, you're still doing something wrong so i think that it's so important that the seerah and, and and islam in general is presented in that in that fashion which is yeah, in a more creative fashion, you know, because we live in a time where people are being more creative and I think people require more creative means to access knowledge and to, and to then start taking that knowledge and thinking with it, you know. Like film, and, film and industry is, is, is big, you know. That's why I really like that Omar series because um, it really, you know, I, I found myself really, really connecting with the Sira again, you know. Majority of the st- stories that were talked about I've heard them in the past. I know, I know the general gist of it. But now I've seen it visualized. I've seen what Makkah was like. You know, like like what, what what it might have been like in that time. I've seen them on their journeys across the desert, and you know what the terrain was like and stuff like that. It actually does make you have an appreciation for even some of the rulings that come out from that. Yeah, and I mean, it's um, it, it's a shame that when when we when we for example compare how 
the the for example the the western way of of teaching has developed in such diverse ways it's far like crazy methods of teaching i've seen so many methods of teaching being taught themselves so teachers now are getting taught on how to teach and how to be creative when teaching how to approach different students so the, the same thing needs to be um, thought about within uh, our islamic uh, teachings mm -hmm. which is that everyone is different the the rate at which everyone understands is different the way everyone understands is different so we need to be more creative in how we approach and even think and again this goes back to thinking it's only through thinking about the reality and how we can we can change it effectively do you come to understand that you know what needs to change is the way things are given but, and a beautiful mm -hmm. example is the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam when when uh, when when he met a bedouin who i believe Omar was talking to before him and Omar was kept talking and talking and talking to him and the bedouin would not accept islam and the prophet came and gave him islam in the simplest form the simplest mm -hmm. form and the Bedouin accepted Islam right away. What's yeah. changed? Islam didn't change. It's not like Omar gave him a different version of Islam that the Prophet did. No, it's only the method of, 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 of preaching Islam which changed. Mm. But that was accepted. Why? Because it suited the reality the Prophet faced, a Bedouin, non-Muslim. Mm. So it's, it's, it's the thinking that needs to be the, taken, the, not the just the Prophet, result. The Prophet he understood the reality of that Bedouin, the way that he thinks, you know, that he need, he's a simple person. The, it also comes back to the... the you know, there's a lot of, there's many hadiths of people, of Sahaba who used to come to the Prophet and, and ask him what is the best action. And he'd give them each a different answer. You know, he'd, he, he wouldn't always say the same thing for each of them. It's because he understood each of their realities. He understood their characters. He understood their background, right? And therefore he gave them the answer that was appropriate for them and people like them, you know? So, and in and, and a similar fashion regarding the Bedouin, that he, he for example, there's... Uh, there was a Bedouin who came to Prophet Sallallahu and asked him, "What? Well, how? How you? How would you? Can you attain Jannah? Or how, how can you be successful in this life?" And Prophet Sallallahu said to him, "If you, you know, do the five pillars of Islam, you do the Shahada, you pray Salah, you give Zakat, you make the Hajj if you can, and you fast in Ramadan, um, then, then, then you'll be successful." He, he said, "If you do this and nothing more than this, then you'll be successful." Like that doesn't mean that each one of us should just be doing those things and neglecting everything else. But for the Bedouin and for that particular person, that was very important for him. And that's important for us to take on and understand as well, is that we need to be understanding of the different people that we talk to, the different people that we connect with. We need to be understanding of the people that we connect with, the people that we talk to, and the ways that we talk to them. So that, so that being more creative in the way that we deliver the message and the way that we, even like for ourselves, to, to, to understand the message, it's very important for yeah. us, and, I, and that's why. That's why. Yeah, I thought it was a good thing to. And I think sometimes, some, sometimes it's worth looking at the the consequence of not taking such action, that makes us appreciate how much we need to take it. Mm. Look, look. If we compare the the the, the interest or the, the the amount of people who are interested in in, in learning and developing Islamically, just let's take for example the, the Islamic sciences. Generally speaking. People are not interested in delving deep into Islamic sciences. Why is that? Because the teaching methods haven't developed much. It's still very classical. The thing is, we live in a modern world with classical ways of teaching. Yes, those classical ways fitted the certain people. Like Imam Malik used to sit in 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 a in a. They used to, they used to say he wouldn't he wouldn't he wouldn't nudge. He would just sit in a straight uh, straight posture and just give hadith. 
And people sat in, the, in their tens and hundreds and took that down. Maybe today that's not the, the most efficient way of teaching hadith. Maybe something like flashcards is more effective. I'm not here to, to say that I'm going to come up with a way of teaching that's better than uh, what we have in, in this podcast. But I'm just, I'm just mainly pointing a thought out there that this is worth thinking about because it only benefit us. And the opposite of it, if we don't do it, is that we'll have more people who are not really interested in delving into the details of, of Islamic sciences as an example and producing scholars, let's, let, let's say. So I think sometimes it's worth looking at the consequence of an action to really appreciate how much it needs to be done. Which, and, I, and, you know, and, and a good example that comes to mind is how surprising it was that I found that it's only quite recently that a, a visual version of the Quran came out for kids. Like, yeah, for example, it's just, it's drama, isn't it? Yeah. Where, or for example, Surah Al-Falaq, where uh, Allah says, uh, there's a kid that, you know, he's uttering the word, say say that there is no one worthy of worship except Allah, and there's a bubble explaining it. Like, that that should really make us think, you know, compared to, mm. to, to Western uh, literature, literature, they've done that years ago, and they've developed, you know, mm. past that. And, you know, I, I appreciate that, you know, we don't have the, the, the fundings that Western maybe institutes have from governments and stuff like that. But it's, it's through a, a, a thought process that we can reach great things, inshallah. Mm. Uh, and that's a really interesting point that you made up about the, um, the children's stuff as well. Because, um, like, imagine when, when, when we were kids, you know, we're kids, didn't it? We want to play, we want to be, we, we need, you know, things to be quite like visualized to, to really think about things unfortunately we live in a bit more of a dumbed down society nowadays than, than we used to be before in Imam Malik's time Imam Shafi's time in the Prophet's time as well you know um, they, they, they were very it was very easy for them to pick up things and, and, and the society was so like one of they, they didn't use to write things down they didn't use to read they didn't have books and stuff they were everything was passed through narrations they would hear a poem or they would hear someone say something and instantly they they, they, they memorize it it was in their head and because and that was the way that their minds were trained from a very young age right so for example then for that generation when they when they used to study the deen yes they would sit there with the imam and the imam would just narrate hadith to them and they would learn it i, I heard uh, my dad was telling me about you know imam ahmed ibn Hanbal. Uh, he was he he taught his son he told his son and he taught him to memorize something some ridiculous number of hadith like 80,000 hadith something like that yeah and he and he told him to memorize them and, and through through him speaking to him right and he memorized all of them and then he said okay those hadith they're all daif you don't they're all fake or, or, they, or, they, or they've got a a weak, weak chain narration. So scrap those, and you learn, you learn the new hadith now. Right? Never mention them again. <laughs> it was like, but you know, like the, the the point of the story is that he was able to memorize eighty thousand hadith like that, and then memorize more. Do you know what I mean? And and that was just the way that they were. So sitting in those gatherings in that manner was different. Nowadays, we don't have mindsets like that. We have phones and stuff. You know, where information is so easy to access, we don't take it and store it in our minds we need to be constantly reminded and and actually because there's so much information now generally um it's difficult to store that information so we need things that are more interactive especially for children so stuff like that that um visualized just amma would be something that would engage them but also it would mean that they were able to to take it and grasp it more you know than just learning Arabic words which they have no understanding of what it means or even if they learn the English they have no understanding or appreciation of 
you know, the significance of that as well. Mm. No, I definitely agree. And I think that the earlier this, the earlier this, this mentality is adopted of really trying to, to, to advance and um, make the resources of Islam accessible in different ways, the, the more fruitful that our generations will be in the future, we're only going to make ourselves as Muslims more advanced, more, more, more well-versed with the text, more understanding of the text, if we take these steps, you know, and it, and it, and it, it really just takes uh, uh, the, the thinking of how to do it. And I believe, look, I believe that as, as a Muslim nation, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has honored us through great minds, you know, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the, the opportunity to do great things. We just need to make, make things accessible. Anything accessible for, for, for people who may, um, right, I said that in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a strange way. Let me rephrase that. Allah SWT has given us great minds, right? He's, he, the Muslim is honored and Allah will make his affair easy. It just takes the Muslim to take initiative and really try to, you know, develop and move forward. And, you know, maybe, maybe it's, it's, it's time that, look, this might sound controversial, Allah alam. But there's around, from my remember, I think around 600, around 500, 600 mosques in London. Maybe we don't need, maybe, maybe we don't need another mosque. Maybe we have enough mosques. Maybe we have 600 mosques in London. Maybe we need something else. Maybe we need an institute that produces material in, in, in a specific uh, teaching format. Like, a, like the example we use, a, a visualized Quran for kids or visualized hadith for, the, for kids. For example, imagine hadith of uh, uh, the most famous hadith, the first hadith in uh, none of you believe until he lost his brother what he lost himself. Mm-hmm. Imagine how beautiful that is visualized for a kid. Imagine what he would act like in school knowing that and visualizing it in his mind. Now, so maybe this is some 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 fruitful thought that um, we need something else. Because alhamdulillah, look, the Muslim community gives a lot. The Muslim community gives a lot. I remember ELM alone raised a million pounds one night. Uh, in, in Ramadan on the 27th night Masha'ala. which is could be Al-Qadr but a million pound that's a lot of money you know mm. and inshallah we can be more more, more creative with, with our spending inshallah but this is yeah. some for thought well inshallah we can you know I think you're you're, you're very correct there and um, yeah it may be controversial to some people who have you know emotional attachments to masjids and creating masjids and stuff like that but if you're creating a, just a space for salah and 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 it's and it's not, you know, it's not it's nothing more than that. Then then you're not really benefiting your community. You're not really benefiting many people other than the fact that yes, they can pray, alhamdulillah. But you know, there is so much more that our community needs that the masjids themselves, the Muslims are not fulfilling. And um, maybe that money, all that money that goes into those things, alhamdulillah, we've, we've got affluent affluent people in our communities and in, in, in our ummah. Maybe that money can be put towards other projects. But um, inshallah, we're going to try doing our little bit as well. We said that yeah. uh, we had a little conversation before, isn't it? So we're, we're, we're going to see how things go, inshallah. We, we want this podcast to be something which is talking about current issues, talking about conceptual ideas, uh, talking about stuff that's inspirational to you as well. Like, you know, just, just inspirational things that we've heard or we've learned and we just want to have a discussion on them. But also, inshallah, to maybe try and talk about some of 
uh, some of the, 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 the stories of the past and the stories of the prophets and uh, and, and um, Prophet as well, and, and how that really relates to us in our modern times and our reflections on that, inshallah. So we'd like to take all of that and, and, and see where this goes, and inshallah, we can try and be more consistent, isn't it? Yeah, inshallah, why not? Inshallah, I think there's great benefit in, in the stories of the past. Um, there's many examples to learn from. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent a lot of, a lot of examples of the other prophets for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to be reassured. Of example, a beautiful ayah that I really like is that in Surah Al-Ankabut, the, the, uh, sort of the spider, where Allah says, um, uh, and Allah says that, you know, he's tested the people before us. So he knows who's truthful and who is a liar. So it's, it's beautiful that Allah says that he's tested people before us. So whatever tests we go through, someone else in the past has gone through them. And Muhammad received comfort. In, in, in knowing that some of the prophets, you know, went through such hard trials. And, you know, he thought to himself, you know, that these, the prophets are, are of course, you know, they, they have their rankings. So he's not the only one that's gone through this struggle. So he gave him reassurance that SubhanAllah, Allah SubhanAllah has given me reassurance and, and the comfort that prophets before you were tortured, prophets before you were, 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 were chased out of their lands. So you, do not worry, you're not, you're not alone. I am still with you and I am the reason they survived. And, uh, you know, and they, and they are honored. So, it's, it's, it's a great way to, to really reassure Muslims and give them an example um, using stories of the past days, like the Sahaba, like the Prophets. And inshallah, like you said, it will be a great benefit for us to, to remind each other and anyone who listens to this with, inshallah. Inshallah, yeah. So yeah, we hope this is beneficial for you all, inshallah. It's just a little discussion we're having, isn't it? Just alhamdulillah, we, we've talked about, um, we talked about quite a lot in this podcast, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, just a lot about what's happened over the last few months, and um, just some of our thoughts. So, inshallah, we will carry on, carry them on. Um, I'm not gonna promise, I'm not gonna promise weekly episodes <laughs> because I don't know how that's gonna work out. But we'll try our best to be as consistent as we can, inshallah. Um, and yeah, let us know your thoughts on the episodes, let us know any topics that you'd like us to cover, you'd like us to, to discuss and talk about. Um, yeah, just give us your feedback, inshallah, and interact with us. Make sure you share this. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you like, comment. Make sure you uh, follow us on Instagram, Staying Walk, at Staying Walk Podcast. And uh, yeah, inshallah, we'll see you next time. Inshallah. Do you want to say anything, Ashra? It's a goodbye message? Um, yeah, I think it's a good uh, clarification you made that we, we can't promise any episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But inshallah, inshallah, um, inshallah, it's good. It'll be good to hear some, some, some ideas that people want to hear discussed. Because again, we benefit from them as well. We benefit from talking yeah. to each other like this. So trust me, honestly, and, 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 and that's why that's why I, I really like this. I want. That's why I said to you as well. We want to. I want to get back on it because I benefit from them. Man. I benefit from having a discussion with you. We, we we deep things and we talk about them, you know. Uh, we, we bring in things that, for example, you brought in ayahs today that I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't have uh, related to these situations before. So you know, it's it's it's, mm. it's enlightened my mind. Alhamdulillah. Anyways, guys, 
thank you for watching thank you for listening wherever you're watching listening from if you're on apple podcasts then give us a five star rating and leave a comment like subscribe comment on youtube and wherever else you're listening slash watching from inshallah we'll see you next time assalamu alaikum <laughs>